that hit you right where you itch Woo! i love that goddamn theme song hello everybody in dimwit nation this is one of your hosts my name is the cool breeze andy fiore with me as always is my life partner the dutch master mr sean donnelly how you doing over there shawnee partner for life life partner how's it going yeah i mean you know for at least the next couple years uh yeah it's right so one of us kicks off <laughs> uh, i'm doing good there i'm sweating my balls off like everybody else uh in new york right now and i I just you know I, I i hate to start off with a weather thing but it's like man could i don't remember a, a summer with this bad weather in like in a long time a yeah. really long time it's either boiling hot or just downpouring yeah it's like we're i'm like it's like rainforest type scenario but like like in right. the middle of new york city which is like in not Queens. conducive yeah you don't get the wildlife well you kind of do you get different kind yeah. of wildlife <laughs> it's a wildlife but, um, in my apartment last night well yeah so i literally went i had to record i uh I, we both have radio shows on sirius i just recorded an episode with michael rapaport which was pretty cool and uh-huh. um funny you bring him up uh, why I'll is get, that? I uh, we'll get to him. Oh, later. yeah, have a thing. All right, sounds Absolutely. good. Absolutely. And, and uh, so it was really good app. And then I wanted to go grab some lunch, but I wanted to. I'm like, you know, I got to move around. Let me go down by the park. And I went down by the park, and I was like, I got to sit down. Like I can barely. It's like it was yeah, like man. really, you really bad. Real quick, super quick. So, you know, I uh, it's it's gross. So I came back, and I'm glad to be doing this. And the uh, it's a little bit cooler indoors. It, you know, so I'm I'm pretty excited. That's a good plan there stay inside everybody check on your elderly people don't they always <laughs> yeah. tell you to... i'm waiting true. for the day somebody knocks on my door and just goes hey, i wanted to make sure you were okay in this heat. <laughs> oh, no, i'm that old guy now <laughs> yeah i wonder if there's like that oh my god i think there's different milestones for getting older one for me <laughs> but i'm trying to do a joke about it on stage but it's one of those jokes that's like just for me uh you know those jokes that they do sure. okay but they're more for you than anybody else uh, I said nobody told me my ear hair would grow longer than my head hair. Nobody told me <laughs> I'd funny. become a monster at 43. And I said this about it. I go, the only good thing about ear hair is that if you – this is true. Like if you play with it when you're alone, it sounds like you have a tiny DJ inside your head. Like it's just <laughs> – because it's inside your head, it just like amplifies the sound. So you're like – <laughs> But it's definitely like an old gray pubes were a big deal. I've had those for a bit. Ooh, I'm still my boys are holding out. We still got a. No, uh, they're not. Are they? Uh, you you want to look right now? I'm happy to show you. <laughs> no, I didn't. Why would I lie? I don't give a I'll shit. Take, I, I'm taking a word for it, but I just wanted to. I, I, was, I was excited for you that you don't have to. You don't have them right now. <laughs> yeah, it's still a nice uh, brunette thicket down there. Let me the ask grays you this. have creeped in, which is weird because really the grays is just in my face. I have like a couple in like a one in one spot of my hair, 
but my, you know, I'm still going pretty strong on the brunette. I thought you had a little salt and pepper thing going on. Like I don't remember, but I, I thought you had like uh, your yeah. hair was getting in the, maybe. A, yeah, oh, no, not really. All right, not no, really. Yeah. It's really just there's one like little stretch where it's there's a few uh, salts, but mostly it's still. Uh, I don't know what the. It's not really pepper. I don't have black hair, but and no, my beard is you know gingery. Old Bay seasoning, salt and Old Bay, I guess. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your 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 beard is seafood restaurant. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just a lunch special at a seafood restaurant. Try it uh, on but, porn on the cob. But have um, you have you had any moments where you were like, well, that's new, like like old man yes. moments where you were like, what what are they? Absolutely, the ear hair is one that you mentioned. Mm. My, I'm already, I have to cut my eyebrows once a week now, or I look like a fucking old wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I look absolutely like, you know, uh, that old pedophile on Family Guy who like talks with yes. the whistle. It yeah, goes yeah, after yeah. like Chris Griffin. I just <laughs> I look like his eyebrows. And um let's see, what other I, I I pop and crack anytime I move around. Like just walking, I'm popping, I'm cracking, my joints are making all sorts of noises, and that is straight after my father. You could hear my dad coming from 10 miles away because he's going crack, crack, pop, boom, you know? So oh, I yeah, got dude. the creaky joints. Absolutely. The, the, the getting up crack I have, like the getting, it's almost like a thing where I think there's a time in your life where you make the noise getting up where it really doesn't hurt that much. It's almost like you're preparing yourself to be old. You know what I mean? Like you're almost, I, I remember being like, all right, let me get up. But I was like, fine. But now I'm getting up and I literally, maybe nobody else can, I can hear my knees crack as I'm getting up. Like it's like, oh that kind yeah, of thing. I've been, I, I think I've just been a, a cracky person my whole entire life. I think that's just my family. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is an old, you know, generic one, but I mean, I absolutely, when I get up and sit down, I go, all right. Ugh. Yeah. Yep, you know, just bending over. I go, move. Ah, there we go. Got yeah. Do you think there's like a uh, a point of irony for that, that it, it turns into a real thing? Do you think you kind of do it as like a I'm, I'm supposed to make this noise when I get up? And then at one point you're like, oh, shit, that was completely genuine. Yeah. Completely <laughs> involuntary. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, I did. Ah! yeah, at one point I would, you know, I'd, I'd ham it up, you know, in high school, I'd sit down and go. Ah, yeah, right. Take a load right. off, and then twenty years later, I'm going. Oh, that was real. That, that was a real, was not something I created. It's also a thing where you're like, I, I, you know, there's, there's a pop culture aspect where where anything that's popular now, music wise, for the most part, I don't know. I'd say ninety percent of it. Like I only oh. know the ones who I already knew like pretty 99. much. Yeah, Man. I only know like you know if, if like Kanye West comes out with something new or you know uh, Drake is like a a, uh, a a you know he's a, a tried and true guy who puts out new music, but people will be like, um, there was one a girl in the street and she had a shirt on. I go, what is that? She goes, it's a recording artist. And the mm -hmm. name, it was like Little Baby or something Baby, like something sure, Baby. Sure. And there's a lot of babies. There's always yeah. like a lot of like something with Baby in the name or whatever it is or you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Yeah. There's there's a lot of lils going around lately. Yeah, and a lot of lils. I guess someone told me, and this again, I could be very wrong because of our age and knowledge, that the ASAPs and like the those are all like the, all the eight like ASAP Rocky, like anybody with ASAP, right. they're part of a crew. Oh, so like oh, that's ASAP Rocky, that's a, a ASAP Dutch, and that's ASAP Breezy. Oh, you know, which would be so that's like their whole that's like their whole their posse. And then oh, I, I didn't know I that. 
And I don't know if it's the same with Lil. I think the Lils are different. It's like there's Lil Nas X. There's Lil. I can't even come up with a second one. There's Lil, Lil Wayne Lil based cool around breeze. for a yeah. while. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, I feel like Lil Wayne was the first Lil. Yeah, uh, no. Um, I think there was a West Coast Lil from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Lil, Lil, is there a little Snoop? I wonder if there's a little Snoop, but I don't know if there's Could like a, a guy. Snoop. But the oh, I didn't know because there is like there's two different ASAPs, and I was like, aren't yeah. you just ripping off ASAP Rocky? No, they're all homies. They're all homies. Yeah, oh. all homies. And that so. didn't sound awkward at all. You saying they're all homies? Um, <laughs> That's little cool breeze, baby. ASAP <laughs> Dutch. Little Dutch That's- works. Little Dutch, little Dutchy, little Dutch works. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, see, that's there you go. That's I. You learn something new every day. I didn't know, like ASAP Rocky. Like I had that old man thing. Like, what does that mean? Like Rocky as soon as possible. Like, 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 like hurry up, Rocky. Like, like, that hey, it's cool. I love bad bitches. What you know? I don't even it? know it. I love bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. Oh, oh I know that. I wanted I know to come into my album. I wanted to come on stage to my album taping like that. And the and the label is like we don't have the rights. We can't play that. Nobody's gonna hear it. It's just gonna be an audience thing. I was like, all right, it's not worth it. But I yeah, thought but that would be funny. Set the tone for the night. Yeah, I love bad bitches. That is my fucking problem. It's, people have always been saying that about little cool breezy. That's the first thing they do. Anybody who knows you, that's the first thing they say about little cool breezy. They go, <laughs> yeah, he loves bad bitches, and it's just it's becoming a problem. It's <laughs> it's becoming a problem. Like that's the that's at what point does your bad bitches become a problem? Where like when do you get a bad bitch intervention? That's what I want to know. When does your friend sit you down and go, "Listen, we all know you love bad yeah. bitches, but it's becoming right. a problem." <laughs> bad bitch intervention. <laughs> I, that's when you get Jay Z involved because he's got ninety nine problems. A bitch is not even near those problems. That's right. Not even one. You get Jay Z. Right. He's the fucking guy who sits your family down and goes, "All right, he's the guy who leads the intervention." Hold on, this is a yin and a yang situation. These people can really help each other out. He goes, I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. This guy, I love bad bitches, and that's, that's I got a problem. problem. So he's like, I'm he's taking the load after Jay-Z is like, I'm not dealing with any of these bitches. This guy's like, I well, that's all I do. I just deal yeah. with mine plus Jay-Z's load of bad bitches. Yeah, Jay-Z comes <laughs> and he goes, Look, your problem is you love bad bitches. I got <laughs> problems like everybody else, but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> Yeah, what how happens do you, how do you it, use post-its do you make a list jay-z i mean how do you organize this how do you know could you rattle off those 99 problems right now yeah. like could you just from memory tell us i could i don't think also i feel like you are a pretty you're a pretty dramatic person if you have 99 problems i don't think i can name seven problems i have i'm a pretty a happy-go-lucky guy seven. for the most part i don't know maybe seven i don't even know Sure, I guess so. I, it depends you say? on well, how you three think problems of- you have right now. Money. Well, I th- I think money is always at the top of the list for everybody. It's right. It's, uh, it's very hard not to always think about money and think about the future. And you know, am I always going to make money? Especially in our field. Uh, so obviously that's always going to be at the top of the list. Um, for me, uh, not so much you anyone. But bitches are a problem for me. I would like to be with a bitch. Uh, I don't, you know, <laughs> bitches are a problem. So uh, I would like to be in a relationship. And so that, you know, yeah, that's another one. No, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. That's something I, I, you know, I, I, and I think I'm speaking for you as well. Like, not maybe not anymore. Again, 
you know, I always have body issues and body problems. Oh, same here. Like diet issues and food issues and problems like oh, that. Oh, yeah, dude. I lost some weight, but I'm not – that's the funniest thing about it is, like, I'm not a healthy person. Like, this will <laughs> go south very quickly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have right. – I just had a ring ding, and I was like, oh, I should be good. I should That's be fine. A, it is like a fucking intervention. You go, yeah, Sean, he, he, he relapsed. Yeah, he's back. He's <laughs> back. Sure, the bitches aren't his problem, but uh, gaining yeah, 70 but, pounds uh, back was. But Entenmann's is. <laughs> Entenmann's. Yeah, that would be my song. I, mean, I got 90 problems, and Entenmann's is one of them. <laughs> I mean, god damn. They got a... What is it? Uh, they have a display case at the end of the aisle. Hey, play! I couldn't think of a display case at the end of the aisle. <laughs> it's an empty. Yeah, I, th- I think so the industry I, the term is are there. The problems are there. The problems are there. They are there, but I'm also, but we, I don't. Ninety nine get close to ninety nine. Yeah, I think it just fits the song or whatever it is. It's like Jay Z, get out there, enjoy life a little bit. You know, spend itch, your millions, have a good time. The Ovi, that's the Hove. One of the greatest things, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but with Jay-Z, I like Jay-Z a lot. I grew up on him, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a great, uh, you ever watch the video of him on the subway where he's getting mobbed and he has the, the bodyguards next to him and he sits next to this older woman, older white woman. And she's very, no. she looks very, she looks like a librarian, this lady. And he, he goes, I'm going to Barclays Classic Center to do my show. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it was, I don't think it was set up. I think she was randomly on the train and just oh, sat next to her. And it, you could almost see Jay-Z being like a 13-year-old kid because she goes – at one point, he goes, I'm doing – show. I'm going to my show at the Barclays. She goes, oh, that's great. He goes, we sold out like 10 shows. And she goes, I'm very proud of you. And you see him like smile like he's like – like his grandma just told yeah, him. Yeah, he was yeah, pr- yeah. It's a really sweet video. It's really nice. Uh, I've never seen that. I I stopped watching videos – excuse me – pretty early on. Like I stopped watching videos when MTV was still – kind of showing videos for the majority of their well, like, no, you know it's what I mean? not, like, it's became, not a music it's not a music video it's a course. youtube video oh, oh, oh yeah yeah oh, oh. yeah no no, no. there's no music I after see. the the inter- in, like, the thing it's it's completely real he goes on the subway to, for promotion for these shows mm. and then she just happens to be sitting on there and then she goes oh i because would i know who you are and he goes i'm jay-z and she's like oh i know jay-z i know jay-z is like she's like, she's very cute she's a very cute old la- older lady yeah I just thought of something. I, yeah, we all know. Uh, yeah, I used to work on the bonfire. Big Jay Okerson, our friend, very funny. I, yeah, and uh, your producer Lou Witzke for Celebrate, yeah, is a gigantic Pearl Jam fan. Yes, like like almost to the point where it's like, a mental yeah, illness, fanatical. right? Yeah, yeah, you know, goes on tour with them, and uh, so we're they were all talking about how if you had one year to live and you had like let's say eighty million dollars. What would you, you know, how would you, what were some of the things you would do? And and one of Lou's was, of course, he would, you know, hire like a private Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam concert. Gig. Yeah. And, you know, he'd have them play. And I think he was like, man, maybe I'll move to Hawaii and I live next to Eddie Vedder because that's where Eddie lives. And Jay called Lou a grown up Jeremy. From- <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. He goes, yeah, I never shot myself. <laughs> but the videos reminded me of that because that when I was coming up was always voted number one, Jeremy. Yes. Every year they would do the top 100 video countdown. And it was usually uh, Jeremy. What were some of the other ones that were always in? And that video that was like talking about school shootings like 30 years ago, whatever that was, 25 that years was, ago. It was actually I think it was more like bullying than anything else, because the kid, I think, gets. bullied. Oh, right. Then he shoots himself and shoots himself. 
Yeah, he which um was a baller move. I got to be honest. He's going to that's really fuck you. Or maybe it is a coward's way out. I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, what? Killing I yourself? Those, I used to love those countdown. Yeah, they were a big deal. That, like, that's why I, w- I wanted to talk about that. You brought up a great topic. A thriller, of, of course, was always up there. How much of a bigger deal videos were back in the day? Like, it was like it like shaped oh. a generation. Like we, that's an MTV generation. Yeah, I don't think I was there for the inception, like the inception, like with the first video being played on MTV. But you know the answer to the question. It was video killed the radio star. They knew yep. it was going to be a trivia question thirty years later. And um, uh, but as a kid. Everybody knew what video went to what song, and you just watched them over and over totally. again. You would that was watch. Always the funny thing too was, uh, you know, if you heard a song, you couldn't just pull up your phone and Shazam something and have the information. Yeah, if you were watching a video, and you liked a song, you would have to get that four second window of the yeah. information on the bottom left. And that if was your mom played... called you from the kitchen, you look away and you go, "Ah, oh, fuck, I missed it." <laughs> you know how many times I freaked out. Because then I'd have to wait for it to come up in the rotation again. Because I fucking <laughs> went to eat lunch and ran back in the room and I missed my window of finding out who it was. They used to, the pattern was they would play it right in the beginning of the video and the end of the video, right? right? The beginning was, and the end. Yeah. yeah. They bookend it. Yeah, you're right. And if you didn't catch it right away, because we didn't have this like investigative internet type, type of brains yet. So you kind of no. were just enjoying, you were enjoying life to enjoy life. So you were like, I'm just enjoying this video. And then you're like, oh, yeah, they say it at the end. You almost like didn't even realize you you knew it. But you were like, I'm here just to enjoy the music and the video. Same, you know, same thing when you were in the car. And if you caught like a block of songs, you'd hear one song and then you'd hear like three back to back. And then maybe you'd like drive to wherever you were. You'd be like, I have no idea who that was. Yeah. Because I didn't get yeah, the oh, DJ. Or you'd have to, they'd have to, or if you did catch him talking, the DJ, you'd have to have him list it and go, okay, it was the yeah. third song. It was the third one. Yeah, okay. You'd have I'll, to count back. You got to go. And then sometimes you buy the wrong thing. You go, ah, this doesn't look like, uh, smells like teen spirit. It's a picture <laughs> of fucking Madonna or whoever. And then you uh, go over to, the, ta- did I do the DJ math wrong? You go to Tower Records and you, uh, oh. spend an hour looking around and finally buy the single, maybe the single or the CD single. single. Yep. 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 Man, did I spend time browsing? Cause oh, kid, dude. I had no money. So I would just browse. I would go, just go through racks of CDs and cassettes and just, Oh go, yeah, dude. all right. One day I'm going to buy that. You know, you'd, you'd like bookmark something in your head. You'd go, I'm going to save up for this. I'm going to come back. And then, like, if you went down the shore or vacation or like a different town, you'd go to their record store and be like, oh, maybe they have different shit. Maybe they got other some stuff that's not in my record. I was a Sam Goody man. That was in the Mars County Mall. Oh, no, we were. I was a um, Sam Goody. They had at the mall in Roosevelt Field, but I would go to uh, Tower Records in, in Westbury, Long Island. And it was like we would just go there and plant ourselves. I got so comfortable there. I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I'd have to go to Tower Records. And like poop the minute I got there, I had to run across to the Barnes so and Noble because I was so comfortable and I knew I'd be like settling in and I'd be like, I have to go to the bathroom like right away. So I'd run across, go to the bathroom, and then come back and walk around for two hours and tie records. Oh, the taking a shit in the mall is never comfortable when you're a kid. Oh, no, this but it wasn't the mall. It was like Barnes and Noble, the store, like a big yeah. like Mecca of Barnes and Noble that was in the, the Country Glen Shopping Center. That's what it was called. <laughs> you just terrified that somebody will come in. That's I'm still terrified to this day, but I can shit anywhere nowadays. Like, I don't care. I, I can yeah. do it anywhere, but I'm still like, please, just nobody come in for five minutes. Please, please, I, please, mom. 
it's funny you said that because last night I was at a bar. I had to take, I had to take a, a shit at a bar. I was in Long Island visiting some old friends, and we go to the uh, the bar, and I run in to use the bathroom, no problem. But without really fast, I latched latched the door, and it was one of those things where it it went loose. So the door it was a, the, the 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 stall door was a little bit ajar, and I was petrified. Something. Oh was yeah. Gonna, and then sure enough, I hear somebody cough about right before they're about to open the bathroom door, and I <laughs> I mid poop, I I jump to the the stall door and lock it yeah, like yeah. a kid mass like a thirteen year old masturbating in his parents' home. <laughs> The most the most terrifying one that I ever uh, had in my entire life still haunts me to this day. I was probably 12 or 13 years old. I was away at a hockey camp in New Hampshire for two weeks during the summer. And, you know, I was a little baby. I, w- I would get homesick. I would, you know, same uh, just piss out my eyes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Jesus, I went. That's a brutal I, visual. But OK. But so, you know, you wake up in the morning and you get like breakfast out of the cafeteria, which I was never like a breakfast guy, but you're kind of forced to go along with their routine Mm -hmm. of camp. You got to follow their schedule. So I think we woke up one morning and I just like shoved a bunch of, you know, it's buffet style. So I was shoving sausages and bacon and whatever down my gullet. And we go for our first like morning skate of the day and my stomach just starts rumbling. And I'm in all my gear and everything. And I just go, I got to get off and fucking take a shit. So I get off. um, I get off the ice. And to any kid's biggest fear, there were those old school hockey locker rooms where the toilets had just side doors on them. So anybody walked by, just there's no front doors. I don't know why that was ever a thing. Uh, Yeah. Why? were were doors expensive back in the day did anybody not have any sort of shame in these so i go all right juvie kids were going here where they had had to pretend they had to uh see them at all times so this is the worst dude so i'm just like all right you know i'm sitting there with my i have my skates on my pads and it just it's my i'm taking a shit like anybody else would but except it's my hockey pants are down around my legs i've got my (laughs) shoulder pads on and my helmet (laughs) So I'm taking a shit in the wide open and I'm going, all right, as long as nobody else from my group comes in, I should be okay. But the I'm in the 12 to 13 year old group, the 15 and 16 year old kids start coming in because they have the oh. session after us. And you know, no. how fucking cruel those kids could be. They're just going, look at this fucking pussy's taking a shit. <laughs> just, oh, I just rant, dude. It was the worst moment of my entire life because they're all just walking by me one after that. It's just a train of kids coming in. And they're all just going, you know, they're going, oh, well, there's something dying there. And then they're just fucking, oh, God, it was the worst. God, it was the oh, worst no. moment of my life. It was the worst moment. Dude. Shamed. I just got shit shamed. and fight. Oh, my God, it was bad. I that still, would, I'm shaking now. That would form my mentality for yeah, every dude, shoot I ever thought. Probably like, why I'm a comedian. I so is, I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, is there habits you do now when you have to go take a shit that you think helped form that? Like, uh, did you double check the door or do you any, anything like that where you're like, well, I, I have to put my hockey skates on every night. <laughs> <laughs> every time you shit. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, like I, the pads and everything. It, it gets expensive. I can't show that my hockey helmet. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I, I, I really don't. It's funny because I live alone, so I never shut the, my own door when I'm taking a shit. You know, right? Yeah. So you kind of yeah. So maybe you're over it. Maybe that's like or version therapy. The I don't shut the door because I go well. If I, I never had to shut the door then. This conquering my fear. Maybe it gave you. Maybe it was the reverse effect. It gave you confidence. It did not give me confidence. I still am terrified as an adult. If uh, even if in a closed door scenario. I'll be like, no, don't come in. I don't want I'll, I will sit there and try and be as silent as possible. And if I hear somebody like come in to piss, I will try not to make a sound until they leave. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's a fucking I think it probably stems from that. So you're the Anne Frank of shitting. Yes. <laughs> the Anne Frank of shitting. <laughs> and everybody else is just the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and Frank of shitting. I mean, sorry, but that's fucking funny. Yeah, oh, I bet you, you're eating paint on M&M's while you're shitting one falls to the ground. You yeah, lose just your shit. <gasps> I hold my breath. <laughs> it becomes, it's the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sadly, I have eaten peanut M&M's while I've been shitting before. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you got to have a snack well, if you're in, well, if you're, if, you, if you're in there for a long time like a uh, cool breeze is, you need a little pick me up. <laughs> Next time I'll bring you a cake. <laughs> Just going to take a couple slices. Uh well, now I want to find out this. Are you I brought up Michael Rappaport. Uh Yes, sir. What what is your is that one of the things you watched maybe? I, I it is one of the things I watched. You might be very, very surprised at this. I think you will be. I had never seen Copland before. Oh, that's so funny because, okay, I I am surprised. I'm very surprised. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of movies that neither of us have seen that we are just going to keep surprising each other with them. <laughs> like, we have the two biggies. One, the Cool Hand Luke one was like. You're going to be surprised I, with both mine this week, I think. That you didn't see? That you rewatched? Yeah. Well, or you mean that I, you I watched for the, the first, first time? time. Well, Copland, well, let's let's find out because one of the reasons I was so excited to interview Rappaport for the radio show was I love I love it. I love it. So Copland. were you a fan of Cop Copland? Yeah. yeah, it was great. I mean, it's uh I it wasn't one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, but I mean, uh top to bottom, you've got an A plus cast. Yes. I mean, you can't turn you're, uh, you can't look at one person on the screen without going, it's that guy, it's that guy, it's that guy. It's got half of the Sopranos cast, pre-Sopranos. It's got yeah. young Edie Falco, Annabelle Sciorra. Uh, John Ventimiglia. Like, John Ventimiglia's yep, in it. Arthur yeah. Nascarella. All, like, all the, it's got uh, Paulie Walnuts. It's got Tony Sirico. He doesn't really on screen, but like um, Paul yeah, Herman. It, dude, it's got so many of like the lower rung uh, Soprano family guys. It's just got Everybody and their brothers in this movie is so, and obviously, uh, Michael Rappaport is one of the main characters. It's basically the whole story is set around the events of his character. Yeah, um, Superboy, Superboy. Uh, I mean that Janine Garofalo's in it in a weird way, like Noah Emmerich, uh, Kathy Moriarty. Like it's got an insane, insane cast. Really quickly, not to mention uh, the top ones of Stallone, Leota, right, De Niro, and Carvey Gaitel. Really quickly, I was at the stand the other day, and that's where I finalized like uh, Rappaport doing the show. Like we confirmed it, and what we realized was, was on this on the same show was Rappaport and Janine Garofalo, and in the audience was Edie Falco, all in the same same -uh. show. I swear, I swear to God, crazy. So we're upstairs, me and the bartender, I forget his name, but we were like, he was telling everybody, goes three people from Copland are in the showroom downstairs at the stand right now. 
That's so funny. It was really cool. But one a cool fact about Copland, which so I'm weird. not sure. If you, it's so weird that I watched. It's it. so weird. It's yeah. It's great that you watched it. Um, a weird fact about it, which well, not even a weird fact, but a it was known at the time. But the reason was why it was such a big deal at the time. First off, because James Mangold became a big director. He does. He did Walk the Line. He's done a ton of ton of ton of big movies. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and I think he did. He might have done one of the Star Wars actually. Anyway, uh, besides that, at the time, Star Wars, all man. the all these guys wanted to work with him. So De Niro and all those guys took a pay cut. They took a, a big pay cut. Oh wow! To do Copland. Yeah. You missed what I said. This, What'd you say? I, the Star Wars movie he directed. I said Star Wars Land. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You funny. should have just. You should have let it go. I know, but I like it. <laughs> that was good. Star Wars. I like it. Um, Star Wars The Line. I'll make one up. <laughs> uh, wait, so let me ask you this. What did you think? It's great. I, it was, it, you know, you can tell it's a little dated, but not by much. Um, obviously, there's certain things where you just look at today and you go, yeah, they wouldn't have gone away with any of this today because uh, it's largely based on the events having no cameras or security you know, around whatsoever. But right. I thought it was cool. Like it's it's uh it's like a unique idea that, you know, having the vision, I guess, by Harvey Keitel's character to be like, yeah, I want to just make a town for me and my buddies. <laughs> We're all cops. And yeah, but it's super corrupt. This yeah, that's what you learn is that it's basically so the mafia could own a police force. But um I I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um it was yeah, I mean, it, it was great. It's a cool story. Um, it, it's I don't want to say like far fetched because I'm sure that shit did happen. But well, I the think only the point, actual... with Rappaport's character, I was like, so he's they're gonna have him live in the town and everybody's gonna keep their mouth shut. Like, you know, I mean, well, obviously we know that they tr were gonna eventually like whack him, but like where they're having a party and like Sylvester Stallone characters. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's character comes over and he's like, hey, this looks really bad. The guy is supposed to be dead. And you're throwing him a party and he's just fucking hanging out. And it's like, yeah, that seems a little. But of course, you know, creative license. It was still. But I they it. also they 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 uh, they they um, address that. He said he's like, how do you think this looks? What the hell? Yeah, but yeah. it's supposed to speak to. Hey, we're untouchable. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Sure, like, sure. Yeah. So he's like, relax, go home, hang out. You know, whatever. I, I love I really I loved like everybody played their character really well. Like I loved Kaitel was so great in that character. Of, like, you got some great Kaitel sound clips too. He's like, he's a good kid. You know, like, <laughs> I can't do a great Kaitel, but like it's just you get that beautiful Kaitel voice you just love, you know. At one point he goes, sort of like the Amish now. <laughs> yeah. Uh Ray Liotta played a great, you know, Figsy. His character is great. There's a great um, De Niro line where he goes, where Stallone comes back in because he finally wants to help put these guys away, and and he goes, no, no, you're done. My hands are tied now. I can't do anything. Yeah. And then it, and then it gets more and more heated, and he goes, you had a chance to be a cop, but you blew it. You blew, you blew it. it. You blew it. That was a great, that's a great one. DePaulo used to use that drop on our radio show all the time. <laughs> you blew it. You blew it. You blew it. Yeah, it's great. Method bands. And they, every time you think of somebody new, it's like it's crazy how many people uh, are, are in the movie. So, yeah, great ensemble cast. Fun idea. Fun movie. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Uh, it was one of those things where I don't know why. But back in the day, I think I mixed it up with something. I think I like mixed it up with Judge Dredd and was like, that movie's stupid. Because the title Copland is like, 
kind oh. of leave something to be desired. I never put those in the same. I, I don't mean I mixed up. I just feel like I mixed up the titles and it was like, that's stupid. That Copland movie. Cause Copland is not the most, it doesn't have the most gravitas as a title. You know what I mean? It no. almost sound, makes it sound like a, a theme park, you know? And also, I don't think planned. It'll be, I, I don't think up. this movie performed like how they wanted it to. I think it kind of didn't do as well as they mm. thought it would. But I, yeah, a great watch from the past. This was nostalgic for the good old days of 90s New York. And, you know, I'm a North Jersey guy. So it's uh, took place like 20 minutes from where I grew up. And also, um, I think that as far as the uh, the town goes, it there it's implied that that really is a real thing there where it's just all cops. And now yeah. I think they, they, they amp it up with the mafia angle and all sure. that kind of stuff. Sure. And, you know, the drug. But uh, they I think that exists. And that's a real probably there was an article about it or something, you know? Yeah. So uh, you want to take a turn because I got another one here. The only thing I, I I watched a movie that I can't remember what I watched. I started Megan ne- Megan never really watched Lost, so it's TV. Mm. But we started rewatching Lost, and man, talk about nostalgia! I yeah. uh, well, I I got into that real quick. Oh well, those first three seasons are some of the best TV <sighs> I've ever seen in my life. But then first, the pilot is like a movie. The pilot's great. It's so I love. The f- I would like to go back and watch it again now, knowing all the stuff that I knew because I was so swept up in the the like the. The Easter eggs and the lore. Same here. And like Same the here. hidden messages, you know, the whole the 418. First, 15, first show 15, I looked up. First show I looked up online. Would you do that? Like I would look it up online. Yes. yes. First TV show ever. I was like, I gotta see what people are saying about this. The first uh, the first time they ever like did the flash forward scene. Yeah. And some my buddy told me he was like, Yeah, the funeral home, Hoff's drawler funeral home is an anagram for, for flash, flash forward. forward. I was like, That's yeah. the fuck. I was, I was like, these guys yeah. are geniuses working on every level. And then by season four, you're like, do they know how it's going to end? I'm and they did starting to get worried. They don't. And they had like, no clue, apparently. But they stuck to their guns. They were like, we know, we know. And then as they go on, you go, I don't think, you know, <laughs> I have a theory. I have a theory that that they didn't think it was going to last too long. And they were going to be like two or three seasons. And they were going to build up the island, island, yeah. island, and then Pur- reveal it was purgatory that all these yeah, people were yeah. dead. But then by the first episode, people like it's purgatory. Like they just, right, like, right, right. They just did it, and then they went six seasons. So they basically had to come full circle. And ba- and if you if you've yeah. seen the show, it's 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 purgatory. Right, <laughs> That's basically right. what they're what they're saying to you. you know? I, it's worth a watch. I mean, that was appointment viewing for me. I that was like the last show, and there's been shows in between. I should probably say that I've been excited for. But like every week, I'd be like, I can't wait to see what happens this week. Like yeah. I was genuinely like, what's gonna happen this week in Lost? I was. It was like the. Up, man. It was basically. It was. It was a good amount of time before streaming, but man, people were watching it live. People were talking oh, about it. People, forget it. It, well, it that's was the thing. A thing. That was you couldn't risk not watching it live. Yeah. Because yeah. of any sort of fucking spoilers or anything. There was way less th- stuff out there, so everybody yeah. was watching this thing. You know, it's not like now where there's just so much content you can go months before you hear one little tidbit about a show you know but yeah. that really quickly i wanted to tell you the reason we started watching that is because uh we saw manifest was on netflix oh, and i was right, like right. oh i kind of wanted to start this and is that a series manifest yeah, or it's or series, a series and it's basically like wanna be lost like that's basically what it is yeah uh so I mean, we watched manifest it. plot line in lost remember with ben that's how they found out about ben 
in laws. They had the manifest for the plane. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. So, but here's the thing. The whole thing is like, it's like if you were on the other side of what Lost was, but dude, the acting is so bad. The writing is bad. It it's a cool way. idea. There's a couple of cool things in it, but I go, do you want to watch a better version of this? It's called Lost. And then <laughs> we started watching Lost and she was like, in the first 10 minutes, she was like, this is way better. It's way better. Oh, it's the best. It's so, so good. It didn't, uh, it doesn't date itself at all. Any? Well, the fact that I know how long ago it was, it does. But yeah. since they're on the island, and also it's I got to be honest, and there's a lot of gorgeous people God, on that show, yeah. but because they all have no makeup on because it's an island, it makes it way easier to watch. It's not this sure. like soap opera, sure. we're all gorgeous, we're all nines, tens oh, type scenario. I, you know, I was in love with Kate. Woo! I lo- oh, baby dude. doll. Holy schmamoly. I mean, I would have stuck my, uh, I don't want to say the things I would have done to her after four months on an island. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really taken a shower in a while. I don't care. <laughs> you like you would have let her watch your shit. You wouldn't have cared. No, please. Um, I mean, that yeah, but I mean the first and like the second seat, like when they're doing all, we, you're first learning all the backstory episodes were so fucking good. Like the uh, when they find Desmond, I mean, come on, man. Not Penny's boat is one of my favorite moments in television history of all time. Yeah, it's that great. Fucked me up, dude. When fuck it, not Penny's boat on the hand. I went. I lost my goddamn mind. I'm getting excited yeah. again just thinking about it. The other thing oh, that takes away from it, apparently, you know, Jack is apparently not a great dude in real life. Uh, big drinker. Uh, might have had some domestic dispute issues. Right, right. You know, there's I mean, a whole thing whole that story, his fault. Like, that's all this shit is crazy. No, I'm saying like in real life, Matthew Fox. Oh, oh, I thought you meant. <laughs> oh, no, I that, that, that kind of takes away from it because, you know, there's the whole. Uh. I remember. I think it was too after- much. He did a little too much party of five partying. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. There's a party of eight, eight more. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I remember a couple of years after the show ended, I was looking through Twitter and some lady tweeted at Dominic Monaghan, who plays Charlie, and she was like, mm-hmm. I'd love to see you and Matthew Fox do something else together. And he's like, sorry, I don't work with wife beaters. <laughs> he said that on Twitter. Good and the woman wrote back and she goes, you can't just say that kind of stuff about people. And he wrote back, you can if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing ever came of it. And uh, all wow. these stories with this guy, yeah, like hitting people, hitting, you know, maybe, maybe hitting his wife. I don't know. Allegedly, Matthew, I guess. Matthew so. Box, his wife. Right. All right. It's been really fun doing the <laughs> podcast with you, but this is where it ends on this street right here. Matthew Box, you fucking idiot. Um, I tried watching Fear Street. And I had I turned it off and be like in within twelve minutes of it. Fear I Street, it would be a I don't fun even know. new kind of horror thing. Yeah, this was definitely not for you, but it's a three part series on Netflix, three different movies, and I go, great, this is cool because it all centers around uh, different eras. So basically, the plot is a serial killer uh, kind of comes back to this town like almost once every twenty years or like once a decade or something. The uh, the Shadyville murders happen. So the first one takes place in the 90s, 1994. It's Fear Street 95. The second one is like 1978. So you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like this. And I just couldn't even make it through the fucking first one. So bad, huh? What was the yeah, problem? Well, that's me. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it another chance, but it just didn't fucking hook me. I, I don't want to, you know, I'll go back because it is like I need stuff to watch. I really don't have anything to watch, but um, I just was not entertained and i was just already seeing the whole movie go oh i know this is this kind of movie uh, you know but uh, maybe i'll give it another chance if i really need something to watch but 
So I was at my mom's house for a couple of days visiting old Marianne Fiore. And oh, you know me, that. I like to see what's on the movie dial when I go out there and maybe yeah, uh, the, the kid's a, a flipper. Flicks, put a few flicks on Marianne's tab for uh, from... <laughs> so <laughs> he's gonna put his poor mother in the in the in the yeah. homeless shelter for all these movies that he's renting. I don't want... What happened? He he watched Copland fourteen times in a row, and I can't pay the heating bill. So that's I Copland. But thanks, mom. Uh, was one because here's the thing: all the I like to just go and watch on demand, see if there's any new stuff that got by me. Especially in the last year, you know, not everything had theater releases, uh, obviously, but um, it's a good way to just like catch up on shit I I missed. Um, that's not on like Netflix or the streamers or anything. So I usually will uh, try and check that. And I didn't find anything really new, but it has this category of like uh, just from movies A to Z. And it's a random collection of movies. That's how I found Copland. I was just flipping through and uh, I hit, I go, yeah, I've never watched Copland. I need something to watch. Now you're going to be very surprised. I think again with this one, same year, 1997, Mm-hmm. Um, not same genre, but also a movie about cops. Can you guess what it is? Nineteen ninety-seven movie about Police. cops. Can you give me one? One of the people in it. Uh one of the. Uh, it was big, big release. Big release won an award. I'll give you the award. It won best supporting actress. She won best supporting actress for her role. And it is. Hold on. Uh, um, uh, not Jennifer Lopez. Uh, no, no, no. no she never won. Um, not and not end of watch. No, that was later on. No, um, no, no. Um, uh, it's a big cop movie. L.A. Confidential. L.A. Confidential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Oh. I got it. I got it. I got it. Nice. I just always that one's that one one that just got by me for some reason. Uh, and what Still was your you take? What was your? Uh, I loved take? it. Loved it. Yeah, it's good. Fantastic. I love it. Very Chinatowny. Um, but I, I kind of enjoyed it better than China. Chinatown moves slow, man. It, it's great, but it moves slow. I thought this was great. Great ensemble cast again. You got Spacey, Kim Basinger. Um, oh, what's his name? He plays Pritchett in the movie. But um, James James Cromwell's in it. James Cromwell. Uh, yeah, I really loved it. Great conspiracy film noir. He, everybody's playing a different angle, 50s Hollywood, hey, everything I loved, man. It was great. Rolo Tomasi. Rolo Tomasi. Yeah, when I heard that, I went, get the fuck out hey, Russell Crowe. Yeah, man. It was great. Really enjoyable. Dude, yeah, it's a, it was that was huge when it came out. That was, I know. Um, who directed that? That was... Uh, Curtis Hansen. Curtis Hansen, right. And he did... He did Wonder Boys after that, Which I think. I love Wonder Boys. Wonder uh, Boys great, is great. Great yeah. book. It's a really good read. Um... Yeah, he's kind of got a, a a weird filmography, but I think he did. What else did you? I can't recall, but I, I loved it. Funny, I really enjoyed it, man. It I also it. brings up, and I was just, re, I was just, um, I listened to the Rewatchables, which is that Bill Simmons podcast, and they mm. were doing Independence Day. Um, they were going over that, and they had one guy that was like a diehard fan of it, and one of the things they brought up was like, I wouldn't even say the rise and fall, but it was just like the never taking off of Guy Pierce. Like Guy Pierce, yeah, was yeah. like positioned to be like a movie star, and then um, sure. he kind of just became a working actor. And then 
But like LA Confidential, if you would have told me, hey, how much money you want to bet he becomes uh, like a household name, the superstar, which he, you know, he's a big actor, but but like I thought he was going to be like Tom well, Cruise yeah, level or came something. Out, we go, oh, this is a cool, crazy yeah. idea. This guy's going to be a superstar. Yeah, and then and then now he, but he's always been working. I wonder what what's more of a payoff because it could have just gone really south where he never was really working, but and he was just in you know mayor of uh, East Town, um, yeah, uh, as the boyfriend. He looks so real like, ragged. Yeah, he looks older. Yeah, he's but at this point he's you know in his fifties, whatever he is, still a good looking guy. But like you know, but back then, man, I I remember thinking like, oh, this guy's gonna be huge from this. Like he's gonna yeah. be that coupled with the memento, coupled with, and then he did. Uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, which is kind of a weird um, uh, right. take uh, or a well, weird no, choice for somebody. Than that. Was it? I think that was before LA Confidential, wasn't it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was. I think he's, is he Australian? I think he's Australian, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Tell you, but yeah, I think so. Great actor. Great at playing like the buttoned up, like, you know, roles. But then Memento, he wasn't. Memento, he was kind of all over the place, you know? Yeah. Remember he uh, played like, um, the old guy in Prometheus. Do you remember? I never saw seen? Prometheus. <laughs> so you know, it's supposed to be a prequel to Alien. Alien. Yeah, and I didn't hate it as much as everybody else hated. It was like you know, it was like another one of those. Uh, what's his name? J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams like took it over, so people are like worried that he wasn't going to pay tribute to the. And it's like, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I always think still, if it's on, I sometimes I still watch it, but. Uh, he plays Peter Leland, which is this guy who basically hires the uh, astronauts, for lack of a better word. To he hires the team to go up and like, you know, find the origin of man. Like that's the mission of Prometheus is to try and oh, find okay, like, okay. where man came from on this. You know, uh, I, we now know it was the same planet where the Nostromo ship was lost, which is alien. Okay, um, okay. So it's a prequel in that regard. But he, Guy Pierce plays the aging makeup is so bad on him because he plays like a guy who's like over 100 years old because it's supposed to be in the you know obviously the future so he's supposed to be really old but it looks it looks like Val Kilmer melted like it's really <laughs> I wish Mush was here so we could pull up a fucking picture but it's bad really, makeup can ruin a movie yeah 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 there's a movie from the 90s or late 80s I think 90s called For the Boys where. Um, it, Bette Midler and James Conn play these people that were like they ran USO shows, whatever it was, and about their tumultuous relationship and I, whatever it was. It might even be a real person. It was about, but they had to fast forward them because they, they they have like a future future scenes. They look like turtles. They look like full right, on right. tortoises. Like it's crazy. It's like the worst makeup ever in a fucking movie. Did I do this right? Can you see this? Oh, you're, you're bringing something up. Can you can't see it? No. Oh wait. How do I do this? Isn't it the share thing? I did that, but it's a whole crazy process here. On uh, well, I, 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 I got, I'll try. I can like Google it. Let's see. Yeah, give Peter Peter Whalen to look. It's just funny because it just Peter Whalen like or or a guy Peterson. Peter Whalen. It put Peter Whalen Prometheus. You'll get the image right up. W e y l a n d. But um, uh, I don't know if I hated Prometheus as much as uh, as a lot of people did. Um, but yeah, Guy Pierce was uh great. I hey, I loved the whole movie, man. I thought it, he was gonna. 
<laughs> he looks like there's a shot of him looking like Dr. Evil, like a skinnier yes, Dr. Evil. Yes, yes, of just like a wrinkly old Dr. Evil. Oh, that's so funny. I that's thought re- that's really bad. Yeah, I thought in LA Confidential, I thought Guy Pierce was gonna really like have his comeuppance because he was such like a by the book, goody goody, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I thought when and I think they did obviously on purpose. Do you remember when he is chasing the uh the, the three guys, one of them gets in the elevator and like he puts his shotgun in the elevator to stop the door from closing and he shoots. Yeah. You don't see it. You just see his face kind of go like this. I thought it was going to be that he shot like a civilian or something. Oh, that would have been a good little twist. And then now he had to be like the guy who covers it up. Like he's going to now have to obviously be like a, you know, like a cop on the take or anything. And, but they do kind of, well, they don't do, they don't kind of, they bring, you know, he's be able, he's able to be the cop that, the detective that James uh, Cromwell's character, he goes, are you going to be a detective that's going to be able to shoot a guy in the back, even if you know he's guilty? But if you know, like, and he was, and then he shot. Yeah, it was great, man. Like came full circle. It was really, uh, really a fun, great, good cop, like noir movie. I watched, yeah, two cop movies this week that were both I loved. Yeah, that's, I wish, I, I kinda, I'm jealous that you never saw him before. I'd love to watch <laughs> yeah, it was great. I, of I, those two for, for two, time. two nights in a row. That's fantastic. Well, Andy, we have to wrap things up because uh, Shawnee boy has to get out of here for the Holy day. Moses. We are uh, we are at the end of the episode. I'd like to talk about my friend Andrew. He has social media. There's this new thing. It's called social media. And you can check him out on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Andy Fury. That's at A-N-D-Y-F-I-O-R. I correct. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. A lot of people I, put that E on the end, but it's I know I did it once, even though I knew it's like it rolls off the tongue easier or something. But yeah, yeah it's not. It's F I O R I. Somebody spelled my name A N D I F I O R E, and I was like, who spells Andy with an I? What am I? A fifteen-year-old yeah, girl. That's Andy from the Goonies. That's like yeah. that's like the girl Andy. Might yeah. as well dot it with a uh, heart. Yeah, you must be writing your your married name on like a a, (laughs) in script on a notebook. Um, (laughs) What's it called? So uh, you can also check me out. That's at Shawnee Time S E A N Y T I M E. You can also check the show out. It's at the D Y M podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Jesus, Twitter. <laughs> and check out the laugh button. Check out Michael V, uh, Mike V Suarez on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you guys. Uh, also, Andy, we do have radio shows. Is that correct? We do have radio shows, and you and I also have a date to plug. If you're listening yes. to this on Friday and you're in South Jersey, come to Nookie's uh, Kitchen and something speakeasy steakhouse <laughs> smorgasbord barbecue we're at a place in ventnor new jersey because our careers are going very very well <laughs> we're killing it thursday july 22nd i believe it's at 9 p.m show it's a double headliner show uh and our friend buddy harris who we've worked with before is a great host really funny good good guy uh and uh, pretty easy on the eyes too ladies so that is next thursday july 22nd down in south jersey it's near ac maybe we'll pop over to the tables if uh, some dimwits come out and we'll throw the old craps dice but please come out to that you can get tickets at souljoles.com 
And uh, yeah, we might need some support on this one because who the hell knows what we're walking into. Absolutely. And thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to uh, uh, rate and review the show so people get eyes on it and find out. Tell your friends all about it. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.